Good morning, everyone, and welcome to First United Methodist Church of Hot Springs. I'm JJ Galloway. I'm the senior pastor here at First Methodist, and I want to make sure you are welcomed and welcomed well this morning. If this is the first time you have tuned into our worship services or the second time, thank you. It is our privilege to be here with you in worship. Uh, we want you to make sure to enjoy uh, everything that we have in store for you today and experience God during our worship services. You know, we are still worshiping virtually here at First United Methodist Church, but that doesn't mean that everything else is not uh, going on. But we have lots of ministry opportunities for you. The first of being joy kits. We are putting together joy kits for people, for kids and adults uh, who visit our food pantry and also for people who do not have homes. If you would like to put together a joy kit, you are most welcome. You can look on our uh, church website. You can look on our Facebook page for information. Also, if you want to download the bulletin on our, on our church website, you may do so. Uh, it is um, full of non-perishable items, maybe some socks and things that, that people would need. And so we are thankful for all the joy kits that we are receiving now. You also can write a check if you would like to, and we'll put them together for you. Please call Michelle Wilkins at the church if you have more questions about that. And we are overjoyed that our blessing box outside our church on Pratt Street is being used and used well. If you would like to help keep the blessing box full, then we are glad for you to do so. It is a ministry of the whole church. Uh, you can also uh, call the church office. We'll give you some hints about what items it, that go in there. Once again, non-perishable food, some toiletries, things that people who, of course, um, live and who frequent our neighborhood but do not have homes would, would need. And lastly, I want to let you know that Ash Wednesday is coming up on February the 17th at 6 o'clock. We will have a Zoom for Ash Wednesday because we will be continuing virtual worship at that time. And we'll let you know more of um, what we are going to be doing at Ash Wednesday um, along with some, uh, we'll make sure you get the ashes so you can... Uh, put them on your forehead during the service, and that was, this is always a meaningful time for us as we begin the Lenten season. But now, let us, let us remind ourselves that we are here to worship God in a good day this is, and um, I would like to introduce Natalie Schrunk to you as she opens our worship service with prayer. Will you pray with me? Father God, I ask that you allow the Holy Spirit to descend upon us. I ask that you keep watching over us during this time. I ask that you open our hearts and remind us that even though happiness and sadness don't go together, that sometimes joy and sadness can. I ask that you remind us that even in the hardest times, we can find joy in the smallest things. I ask that you continue to watch over us and bless us and keep us safe and healthy. In your name we pray. Thank you, Natalie. And at this time, Carla Eubanks will lead us in our affirmation of faith. 
in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Thank you, Carly. And now, friends, I invite you to join me in singing our first hymn, Christ is the World's Light. Christ is the world's light, Christ and on come to the time of sharing our joys and concerns. Sympathy to Marlene Bush and her family in the death of her brother, Terry Atkinson. Let us go to God in prayer, focus our hearts and our minds on the presence of God in our midst. Loving and ever-present God. It's a dreary day, and that seems to reflect our hearts and souls. There is so much illness, so much worry, and so much death. Sometimes we can't wrap our minds around it. Other times we're paralyzed with fear and dread. But throughout God, we know that you walk with us. 
We see your presence in the smile of another, in the hug of a family member. We see your presence in the acts of giving. We see your presence in the joy kits. The excitement as a girl received it in the open arms food pantry. God, all around us, there are opportunities to see joy. Because your presence never leaves. If we just but look. God, we ask that you give us a heart. A heart that sees the joy. Even in the midst of grief, of despair. May we find the joys and the stories told. May we find your joy in the act and the acts of others. And God, may we be that joy today. May we be that joy in the coming weeks when things look dark. May we look around us when others are experiencing those dark times. May your light shine through us. We ask this prayer today in the name of Jesus, who was that light and who came and walked among us and showed us your joy. We pray that prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture today will be led by Kate. Today's scripture reading comes from Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, and John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That was Psalm chapter 23, verse 4. And in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Today's scripture reading comes from Psalm chapter 23, verse Thank you, Kate. Our children's message for the children and those young at heart is being led by Aaron McCarley. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Miss Erin, and these are my helpers today. We've got Tom and we have Tess. And we are going to talk about joy today. Do you guys know what joy is? It's like when you're doing something really fun and it makes you happy. You're, yeah, something that makes you happy. So what things make you happy? 
like spending time with my family and dog. Mm -hmm. Spending time with family and playing. What makes you happy, Tom? Going, going to my nan's house and fishing with my favorite cousin. Yeah. So let me ask you this though: If spending time with our cousin Ella and visiting Nana and Papa and playing with family and friends makes you happy, what happens when you don't get to do those things? You could call them, play with them online. But are you as happy doing that? Do you maybe sometimes get sad? Yeah, a, a little bit. So what if I told you that happiness and joy, although on the surface they may look the same, actually are pretty different? Would you believe me? Yeah. Yeah? So the way joy works, and do you know what kind of joy we're talking about? Um... So the way joy works is knowing that Jesus loves us, right? No matter what, no matter what happens, where we go, Jesus always loves us. God is with us and in us. So even when sometimes bad things happen, like we get our feelings hurt, or we don't get to play with friends or cousins, or sometimes really bad things happen, we can still be joyful. Did you know that? Yeah. We can be joy-filled. And just to kind of help you understand, because it's a difficult concept to understand, we're going to do an object lesson today. Does that sound like fun? Okay. So, I've got a candle right here. I'm going to hold this up here in a second. And we're going to light it, okay? I can it. All right. Why don't you hand me this first balloon right here? So we've got two balloons. We've got one that's filled with what? Nothing. It's filled with, well, it's got something in it. Air. What's in there? Air. Air. It has air in it. And then we've got another balloon water. that has some water in it. So both of these balloons represent people. Okay? This balloon is a person. Who's happy. That's happy. Okay? But what happens when we have somebody who's happy and then all of a sudden something bad happens? We've got this fire right here. Fire hurts, right? So something that makes us sad or unhappy. What's going to happen if I put this balloon? It's going to pop. You think? Yeah. <laughs> it did. It popped. And it put the candle out. So, we'll now we've got it. the balloon that represents the person. Of water. Well, it has water in it, but what does that it's water, sad. what does that water represent? Sad. No, this water represents joy. This water is filled with joy, knowing that God loves us and is with us, and that we have hope and promise always, even when things hurt. All right, so what's gonna happen if I put this balloon over the fire? It will it will go out, but it will also pop. Let's see. Ooh. What do you think? I'm oh, saying... they're ready for work. <gasps> Look at that. Is anything happening? No. No. Here, let's put it even closer. I'm gonna put it closer. Let's go. See? What happened? It Is it, it popping? No. No. 
Look, it got singed. Did it get hurt? No. There's some hurt on the surface here, but it's not popping. This balloon holds, and it's because it's filled with joy. So I want you guys to think about in the days to come, when you're sad, when you're hurt, when you're angry, you can still be filled with joy. With joy. And that joy that God fills us with, when we are filled all the way to the top, do you know what happens to that joy? It makes them new. It spills out for everyone to see. Did you know that? So I want you guys to remember that you are loved by God. We are filled with God's grace. And no matter whether we're happy or sad or angry or hurt, we're always filled with joy if we accept it. Okay? You want to pray with me? All right. Dear God, we are so grateful for your constant gifts, but particularly your ongoing presence and activity in our lives every moment of every day. Help us to remember that you're there always to hold us and to sustain us and to keep us as we move through our lives and to keep our eyes focused on you and to spread your joy to as many people as we can. In God's name, amen. 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 Thank you, Aaron. Ministry continues. Even though we're not meeting in person, we have many opportunities that are still going on to serve our community and even Father. The joy is seen in the joy kits that were given this week to those in the Open Arms Food Pantry. You see the joy in the youth who are assisting us in worship today. Joy is happening here at First United Methodist Church. If you would like to be a part of that joy and contribute, we encourage you to use the information on your screen, and we would love to have you be partners in this ministry. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the creative opportunities you give us. These opportunities for joy. As we continue ministry here, we ask that we give it with joy and that those who are receiving may see your light of joy through us. Amen. Thank you.
thank you for our youth as they give us this offertory this morning. Trust. That's such a big word. And it seems easy. But why do we make it so hard? The 23rd Psalm is a prayer of trust. Just as a sheep trusts its shepherd to care for it, to protect it, to guide it to a wonderful food source, David is praying a prayer of trust that he trusts God to protect him, to care for him, to lead him beside the still waters, and to restore his soul. It's interesting that David should use this example because David knows a lot about sheep and shepherds. He was a shepherd when he was young. And in ancient Israel, the shepherds were plentiful. And interestingly enough, they didn't get behind the the sheep and prod them with their staff, their rod, or slap them or to get them going. Instead, a shepherd would walk in front of the sheep, and the sheep would follow. And the rod, the staff of the shepherd, was there to fend off the anything, the wild beasts or any harm that might come to the flock. And so the sheep began to see the staff, the rod, as a thing of comfort. They knew they were safe when they were with their shepherd. And so in John's gospel, we who know Jesus, we remember that Jesus writes to his or tells his disciples, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd, and they will follow me. And so when we are looking then through those eyes to the 23rd Psalm, we see it not as a psalm about death, even though we read it at several funerals, and it gives us much comfort. But it is, a, it is a song. It is a prayer of trust. It is a song of Christ-centered living, of trusting, of trusting with our whole heart the good shepherd that will guide us and will direct us and, yes, will lead us through the deepest and the darkest valley of our lives. And that, that trust, my friends, leads to unexpected joy, the times that we least expect it. But you know, it is hard for some of us to trust. I wonder why. In thinking about that, I, I thought of several different things. It's hard to trust when you're hurting. Pain causes us 
to have second thoughts about trusting. Suffering. Temptation breaks trust. Rejection. Sin. Doubt. Despair. And the spiritual forces of wickedness in this world hacks away at our ability to trust. It seems as if when we walk through the valleys of our life, we have the greatest need of trust. And the other day when I was thinking about the valleys of life, I decided I would list valleys that I have gone through, valleys that people I know have gone through, valleys that some of you that I know are going through or walking through right now. So I took a pen and a paper, and in less than one minute, I had listed 32 valleys. Valleys such as sickness, dealing with terminal illnesses, grief from losing a loved one, fear of losing someone during this global pandemic, fear of contracting the virus ourselves, chaos in this world, especially that we have witnessed lately in our own country, Wonder, questions, will it continue? What will our country look like in the days and the years to come? Valleys such as our struggles with marriages, our struggles to raise children, our struggles to get through addiction, our fears that our children won't learn as much as they need to learn if they are learning at home virtually. And also, our fears of sending them to school. There's so many valleys in this life. The valleys of a challenging job. The valleys of having no job. The valleys of trying to support your family on unemployment, and that will run out soon. When we walk these valleys, they are dark valleys. In the Bible, especially in the Gospel of John, John uses darkness and light to symbolize God, darkness being when we don't feel close to God, our lack of knowledge of Jesus, and light symbolizing Christ and Christ's presence with us. And so when we walk through these valleys, they tend to be dark places. And some of them are very long. And it is hard then to know if we are walking by ourselves or if we are not. And so we turn to these scriptures when all joy is 
imperceivable to us. We turn to Scripture to help us, to guide us, to give us inspiration. And my friends, it is there. It is there in this 23rd Psalm. It is there in the first chapter of John. The light shines in the darkness, John writes, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. The light is Christ. The light walks with us, illuminating our path. The valleys are not as dark when Christ walks beside us. And when the light shines on our path, then unexpected joy occurs. And it may come through the actions or the words of someone we love so dear. It may come in just the kindness of complete strangers. It may come when you hear a word or two of a sermon or when you're reading an inspirational book. The Good Shepherd works through everything to allow us to experience the presence of God. I came across an article the other night written by a pastor. It was something that happened several years ago in his life, and it was an occurrence that most parents are quite familiar with. You see, one day the pastor was in his home, in his office at home, and he was researching his sermon, getting ready for Sunday morning, and he had a young son, and and he was quite accustomed to the young son coming and interrupting him as he studied or as he wrote, and he would deal with it, and pretty soon the, the little boy would go on about his way. But one day when the pastor was reading Time got away from him, and all of a sudden he looked up from his book and he realized that he hadn't heard from his young son in quite a while. He thought, well, maybe he's playing. And he went back to his book, and then a little bit later he looked up again. He thought, now this is unusual. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Where is he? And so he got up from his desk and he started walking throughout the first story of the house and He walked into the living room, and the boy was not there. He walked in the kitchen. He couldn't find him. He even looked down the back porch, and he wasn't there. And he thought, this is rather unusual. He was starting to get a little bit concerned. And then he walked up the steps to the second floor, and he he opened the door to the little boy's room, and the boy was nowhere to be found. And then he went into his bedroom, and he wasn't there either. And he stopped in the middle of the hall, and his heart was pumping, wondering where in the world was his little boy, when all of a sudden, with the ears of a parent, he heard a barely imperceptible cry. And he started walking towards that sound down the hallway, and pretty soon he opened up the door of this this room that they used for a storage room, on the furthest side of the house from where his study was located. And then he heard it again. 
And he went to the door of this little closet and he said, Son, are you in there? And the boy started yelling, Daddy, Daddy, I'm here, I'm here, I'm locked in this closet, I can't get out, it's so dark. Daddy, come get me, come get me, save me. And the father started talking to his son while he was looking for a knife or a screwdriver or something in which to pick the lock, and he said, son, you're going to be okay. I'm going to get you out. Just keep listening to my voice. And as he kept talking to his son, he he could hear that the boy was calming down. And finally, he got the the lock open, and the boy comes running out of that dark closet, and he jumps in his daddy's arms, and he says, Daddy, I knew you would save me. And the father said, Son, I'll never leave you. I'm always going to be with you. I will come and get you. It's a beautiful story about the love of a father and son, but it's also a beautiful story about the shepherd and the sheep. The shepherd loves the sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, loves us. And nothing can separate us from the love of God through Jesus Christ our Lord, the Scripture tells us. And every valley that we walk through, the Good Shepherd is there waiting, and he is right there beside us, walking with us, shining the light of his love in front of us, so we can see where we're going and we can know that there is joy waiting for us. So now, my friends, if sheep trust their shepherd so much, now let us not let them show us up. Let us hold on to that trust. Let us embrace that love. And let us let our joy shine for all the world to see. Amen. On this day, it is a very good day to find our Good Shepherd. It is a good day to give our valleys to God. It is a good day to accept Jesus as the light of our life and our good shepherd. And it is always a good day to unite in membership with this church. Just give us a call. Any of the pastors will be, will be glad to speak with you. Our benediction this morning will be offered by Lillian. We hear you gladly, Lillian. Friends, I invite you to sing with me our final hymn this morning, Let There Be Light.
Thank you. 